0: Robert De Niro is a bounty hunter. Your mother ever teach you how to talk nice to people and not shoot at them? Charles Broden is an accountant who embezzled $15 million from the mob. It is truly in your best interest to just relax. I'm totally relaxed. I want this guy taken off. I want him taken out fast. The mob wants him dead. The FBI want him alive. I'm gonna bring him into federal court. I think myself understand. These sunglasses, they're really nice. Are they government issued or do all you guys go like to the same store to get them? And his bail bondsman wants him in L.A. in 72 hours. They can't fly. They also suffer from acrophobia and claustrophobia. I'll tell you what, if you don't
1: cooperate, you're gonna suffer from fistophobia. Travel has a funny way of bringing people together. Are oh, you gonna outrace the police car? you Are gonna outrace the police car? Jack, where are right. you? I'm in Boise, Idaho. I'm in Anchorage, Alaska. Why would you do that? Oh, no, no, you enjoy yourself. This is my
0: room, and that's your room. Good night. I was somewhere between Toledo and Cleveland. Oh, no, no, come on, come on. Cigarettes are killers. Oh! oh who the
1: hell were those
0: guys? Those are hired killers back there.
1: Right? I can't take this.
0: Hired to kill who? Hired to kill this guy. You had this guy, what, four days? Oh. Look, you got five hours left. What are you doing? You promised will let me go this time? Open up, and i Remember me? Who was that? Agent Foster Grant. You're all right, Jack. Ah! Yeah, well,
1: you're all right, too. Give us a kiss. <laughs> From the director of Beverly Hills Cop. What is
0: your plan? Huh? You guys look like you do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Night run.
1: Hey, it's Dawn,
0: and this is Sean,
1: and this is Movie Date Night Podcast, and this week is Sean's pick.
0: Yeah, it is my pick I had no idea Well, what I said I was going to do that Brian De Palma movie, Domino I think I teased that last week And I really didn't want to do it um, Unfortunately, uh, there was a celebrity death That kind of changed my mind On what movie to do uh, Charles Grodin uh, passed away last Tuesday at the age of 86 um, He's known um, to most people As the star of the Beethoven films uh, Beethoven 1 and 2 He also appeared in such films as King Kong, the 1976 version With Jessica Lange Uh, He was in The Couch Trip with Dan Aykroyd He was in The Incredible Shrinking Woman With Lily Tomlin He was on Louis C.K.'s final show Probably his final show He played Dr. Bigelow in a season of that Um Charles Grodin was a very valuable presence um, in supporting parts. He actually saved some movies. Actually, um, he was the best reason to see the notorious flop *Ishtar*. Um, he was in Ivan Reitman's comedy *Dave*. He was in the great *Muppet Caper*, where he romances Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy, excuse me. Uh, very funny in the Steve Martin comedy *The Lonely Guy*. He had a rare lead role in a low budget Roger Corman produced film called Last Resort, which is, I think that movie's beneath him, but it was nice to see him as the lead. It's basically a, a National Lampoon's vacation ripoff, but he's very funny in it. Um, he uh, also appeared in Gene Wilder's uh, The Woman in Red. And best as I can remember, he was... And spoiler alert, if you're going to watch The Woman in Red... But he was the first closeted gay character I ever saw in a movie. I grew up on 80s films, and gay characters are always kind of the punchline of of jokes, you know? Um, Police Academy, Revenge of the Nerds, movies like that. And in The Woman in Red... And this... Credit should also go to Gene Wilder as the writer but in The Woman in Red he plays one of the group, one of the friends of Gene Wilder's character, a group of 80's bros if you will Um, and they're all kind of uh, sexist jerks um, and Grodin is kind of outed in the middle of all of his buddies and um, that leads to a scene with Charles Grodin and Gene Wilder that I think is very sweet, it's it's basically Groden Groden's character is out and you know Gene Wilder was trying to deal with it and I'll leave it at that because it's it's the only really good part of the Woman in Red. Um I was gonna choose the Woman in Red actually as uh the tribute film, but I couldn't really do that. Um one more thing, he was also Charles Groden, that is. Charles Grodin was also known for his deadpan appearances on the Johnny Carson and the David Letterman shows. And if you ever have the time, look those up on YouTube because they are priceless. He stays in character and you don't know if he hates David especially the Letterman ones. He would go on the David Letterman show and you didn't know if he really hated da- David Letterman or if it was just a joke. He was in character And those are some of the uh, most cringeworthy appearances to watch on a talk show before the term cringeworthy was used. Um, But back to the woman in red. I was about to pick that as my tribute pick because his character made such an impression on me as a kid, And, and you know, it's it's a fair movie. But I forgot at the last minute, and thank goodness I forgot. There was. You couldn't do a tribute to to Charles Grodin without mentioning 1988's Midnight Run, co-starring Robert De Niro, directed by Martin Brest, written by George Gallo, and that is the film we are going to spotlight today, the action comedy Midnight Run. Now, this film is near and dear to my heart, much like Tough Turf. Um, I'm very uh, pleased that my wife enjoyed it more than Tough Turf. Of course, my wife... Yes, would... I did my wife would probably enjoy uh, Stormy Daniels' filmography more than Tough Turf. <laughs> you but, may be right. But I don't think she did any musicals. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll Stop there. But, um, but anyway, we, we decided to do Midnight Run from 1988. I, I have seen this film about 50 times. Basically, uh, Robert De Niro is a bounty hunter, and he is assigned to bring in a mob accountant who has jumped bail. Played by Charles Grodin Uh, The mob accountant Has ripped off A bunch of money From this huge uh, Gangster Jimmy Serrano And De Niro Has to take him Basically across country And It's fairly obvious That uh, The Bookkeeper The Charles Grodin character Is going to be killed Um, It's an action comedy It's Very fast paced One of the Best scripts um, I can think of that translated the film. I mean, this this movie is it moves. I mean, at a breakneck pace. We might argue about that a little bit later, uh, but it, I I think it moves. It manages manages to juggle about a dozen characters seamlessly. Um, it's probably the best action comedy, and that's I'm, maybe I'm missing one, but I think it's the best action comedy buddy movie. I have seen I don't think it qualifies As a buddy cop movie But it's a buddy movie It's a buddy action adventure film And It's Very quotable Fantastic cast Every character Even the smallest parts We were talking about The Albert Brooks movie You know Mother Mother yeah yeah, And how even The the smallest parts Mm -hmm. You know Make an impression This film's the same way I mean uh, A lot of scenes and lines stay have stayed with me for the past 25 years and there's a reason because the movie is that well written the acting is that good i i think i i did not give it a 10 and i'll get to why in a bit but we we had i had to pay tribute to groden i grew up watching his movies um and i had to pick this one as as my pick but but anyway i have ranted on for 7 minutes now as all husbands do Um So Sweetie What did you think of Midnight Run?
1: Um It was okay
0: <laughs> I saw you looking at your phone Right? Okay I saw you about About 20 minutes in I saw you looking at your phone And I thought Oh shit This is gonna be another Tough Turf scenario No Okay no. Well well, I'm, I'm so glad You liked it more than Tough Turf
1: I I thought I think the actors Did a good job Um I like the subtle comedy. It wasn't, you know, uh, the comedy is not in your face where it's loud and brash and in your face. It's very subtle. I like that, but I feel the action was subtle as well. I don't think it was a mild comedic action movie. Well it's it's Um, it it, for the subtlety of of the comedy, I would have preferred personally to have a little bit more bold action
0: or vice versa. Right, Um, right, right. Okay, I understand. It wasn't
1: bad. It wasn't a bad movie, in my opinion, but I I it was one of those movies and I know you're gonna hate it when I say where I would used to we used to see movies, and I'd, and you'd ask me, and I'd say, "Oh, I have no opinion."
0: That, that, that makes no sense, please.
1: It, it was okay. It was it was neither good nor bad.
0: You're neutral. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, this is a nostalgia pick for me. Um. I think the comedy is subtle. I think it's meant to be subtle. I, I think I understand what you're saying. There's not the right balance of action and yes, comedy.
1: There's not a good balance for me. I like, I like the actors. They, they all did a good job. Um, what's that? The Bales Bondman's name?
0: Oh, uh, Joe Pontliano.
1: Yes, I liked how he was over the top.
0: Joe Pontliano plays a sleaze, and he continued to play a sleaze and everything he did <laughs> after this. Yeah, but I, yeah. I
1: like. Um, Charles Godin's everything was subtle, and it was nice seeing um, Robert De Niro not playing a Meet the Fockers type of.
0: This was oh yes 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 yes. If you want to see okay, if you only if you only know De Niro from comedies like Meet the Fockers. Or the what's the one with Zac Efron and Aubrey Plaza, the Dirty Grandpa, Bad Grandpa, whatever that is, uh, all the mediocre comedies he, he's done, in the past. analyze this, analyze that. Uh, if you only know De Niro from those comedies, please see Midnight Run.
1: Because he it proves that he he is a good actor and he does play comedy well, um, and. I don't like I'm one of those rare people I don't like meet the fuckers
0: well no no you're not that's not rare
1: <laughs> oh, <go ahead. laughs> I don't I don't like it I don't think that the humor in it is all that funny I think it's groan inducing but on back to this movie I think it's very subtle and, um, well, he
0: plays a character. He's yeah. not just—he's not just a you know a comic type.
1: And, and he does get into it, and you you actually believe.
0: Oh, his mannerisms, yeah. everything. Yeah, you the,
1: believe he is that character.
0: He walks. You know something I I never really noticed, and, and I've seen the film about a hundred times. He kind of walks kind of stiffly, like he's got a bad back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a mention yeah. that he has an ulcer. Uh, but 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 you know he walks real stiff in the movie, like he's just kind of exhausted.
1: Well, uh, he was he plays in he where he used to be a cop and now he's a bounty hunter, right? And he's just kind of weathered.
0: He, weathered, yes. Thank you very much. Um, I, I get this is at a time when De Niro was not known for comedy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he was in Brazil for like ten minutes, and he was kind of uh, you know comic relief in that. But uh, to the best of my knowledge, this is the first, you know, out-and-out lighter film he had played, I mean, since he became big. I mean, ever since Raging Bull made him a huge star.
1: Now, I did, and I didn't tell you this, but you brought it up after I was thinking about it uh, last night, that um, the opening scene, it did remind me of of Taxi Driver.
0: Well, there's a shot with him... Yeah, midnight runs is nothing like Taxi no. Driver. No, um,
1: but that op- that one. There scene. is, yeah,
0: that that's interesting. I never know. I did, maybe I think I noticed that before, but I, I, yeah, there's a shot the opening credits over the uh, Danny Elfman score, and I want to credit Danny Elfman's score as well. I'll get into that later. But the opening credits is a shot of De Niro walking. He's in Los Angeles, I believe.
1: Um, could be. I'm pretty it, sure
0: it's Los Angeles. Could be. But he's uh, yeah yeah it's Los Angeles because he had to get the Duke to Los Angeles. Um, yeah, there's a shot of him walking down the street, and I thought, is this a subtle nod to like where Travis Bickle would be ten years later? <laughs> it's just kind of odd. Uh, but I don't think I don't think Bickle would end up this well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, back to Midnight Run, um, the Danny Elfman score. This was the first Danny Elfman score that. I heard that wasn't operatic or you know
1: whimsical and you know just kind of like a Burton type whimsy. Exactly.
0: He had done uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. This was a year before Batman, uh, but it's a fantastic score. That 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 main score, I guess. That you've heard it in many trailers. It's been used over and over again. His music is nonstop. It se- it sets a perfect tone. You know, Every character kind of had their own little music cue Uh, When uh, the other bounty hunter, Marvin or Martin Would show up, he would get his own cue When the uh, Yafet Koto as the um, Alonzo Mosley He got his own I mean, I love that How how everybody gets their own little music cue Uh, Fantastic score Fantastic script So many quotable lines And now I'm getting into We're getting into kind of the nostalgia thing Where, you know, I remember this so fondly from high school Um and uh you know so many quotable lines i mean every character you have um like I said, you have about a dozen characters that are jumbled up seamlessly the plot okay there isn't much of a plot really no the 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 basis of the film is de Niro and Groden's partnership basically um how they I mean, they never really become friends, which is which i think is very cool i mean it's not it's I, not that simple i
1: think they develop an a bit of an understanding.
0: Exactly. There's a scene where De Niro um, goes to visit his ex-wife. Um, it's kind of a intimate scene in the middle of all the uh, chaos and low-key comedy. There's a great scene with him talking to his, wife, his ex-wife and then his daughter, who he hasn't seen in nine years, I believe, or seven Something years. Like I that. can't remember. In many years. His daughter shows up uh, right in the middle of De Niro fighting with his or having an argument with his wife, and Charles Grodin's there, and he's in the background, and he's just kind of looking at the ceiling and looking around the house because that's that's what someone would do if they yeah. were you know a stranger in the middle of a scene like that. Uh, little moments like that, I mean, it just works perfectly. Um, I give it a nine and not a ten because. I did not like the action sequences at all. I wish it was all comedy, or I thought some of the action scenes got a bit repetitious. And maybe I'm getting used to the CGI, you know, and people jumping off roofs and doing two flips in the air. Maybe I'm not used. I, I'm I'm just uh, didn't want uh, actual <laughs> stunts or actual cars blowing up. <laughs> but but I, I some of the. I, I guess the dialogue and the script and the relationships of the characters are so important to me. And I get so into it. Like, it's like, oh, we got to stop for another action. You know what I mean? Right. Some of them are funny. Like when he takes the plane, you know, and he's like, you're a pilot. You're a goddamn pilot. You know. Yeah. Take, some of them are funny. But uh, most of them, I, 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 I just wish they would get back to Groden and De Niro.
1: But you can see a bond forming from the beginning of the movie towards the end and speaking of the end of the movie I felt like it was like a complete wrap up.
0: It was um, a wrap we, and we I, I said that said that about the Albert Brooks movie too. It, it, everything kinda gets nice you know, nicely settled at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't care because I like the rest of it so much. You yeah. know what I mean? I think it's great Jack got the money. Um he let the Duke go and uh, you know I wanna think everybody lives happily ever after. <laughs> And, and and Jack got his coffee shop. See, I have seen the movie a hundred times. Um a few more things I wanna mention before we wrap this up. I I did you have anything else to say about Midnight Run? Because I know this was my movie.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> I was I was gonna give it a seven out of ten.
0: Well, that's uh, A seven
1: because you know, the the act like I said the actors did a good job. They it was very believable. Um
0: very be- believable and rather unbelievable situations. Yes, <laughs> right.
1: Um, you, it made you actually believe that they were the characters, and yeah. that's that's what an actor is supposed to. A good actor is supposed to do is make you forget. Hey, that's Robert De Niro.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we're going back to a time when actors had to act. Yes. So,
1: you know that it's it's actors, nice.
0: Actors had to act, and you know it reminds me of another thing. Uh, someone online or on a YouTube channel was talking about the comedy *The Great Outdoors*. Hold on, these movies have something in common. Just let me go with this. Uh, they were talking about the Dan Aykroyd, John Candy comedy *The Great Outdoors*, and then and 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 they showed the this is on YouTube. They showed the poster and they said, "Yes, ladies and gentlemen, these are what movie stars look like in 1988." <laughs> <laughs> My point is, *Midnight Run* comes from a time. When actors actually had to act <laughs> and make characters, you know what I mean? This was the same summer as Great Outdoors, by the way. Um, but yeah, I, I what you're saying, like, you believe they're the characters yes. because they had to act, they, yes, you weren't looking at their perfect teeth, right, or their perfect pecs, or whatever, you know what yes. I mean? Um, so that's one, and, and you get, and, and a great uh, side effect of that is you get these. Fantastic character actors who I haven't mentioned, I want to give some of them credit real quick just because they're so good in the film yafet koto who who passed away I believe less than a year ago uh he plays Alonzo Mosley he has one of the funniest one lines one word lines ever two word lines ever uh is just him yelling his name I'm Mosley, you know because anyway, you have to see the film if you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, John Astin, uh, who was in Beverly Hills Cop, he he was the white cop who was not Judge Reinhold. Um, he uh, he's very funny, that, and he plays like a total loser. You know, you know like, like he, no, he, he was funny. In
1: he that. plays it so yeah, he yeah. Played he, it well. He
0: never got to play uh, that again. He, he was pro- probably best known as Eric Stoltz's father in some kind of Wonderful, which he's not funny at all. And, um, but yeah, he, I, I've forgotten how great he was. Dennis Farina from Crime Story—he's also passed away. So many people from this movie have passed away. Uh, he's the mob boss, Jenny Serrano. He has a very small part. He's kind of funny, but there's a scene with him and Groden where he tells Groden, you know, "I'm gonna kill your wife tonight, and then eat a hot meal," or you know, yeah. gonna... and and that's like something out of The Godfather or Goodfellas. You know what I mean? You're like, holy shit, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad for it And he manages to convey that all in one scene uh, You have you mentioned Joe Pontliano uh, Richard Foreignjoy And uh, Robert Miranda Are these two kind of dim-witted hitmen And those characters Have been used time and time again I'm not saying they're the best dimwitted hitmen In the world uh, But they're certainly one of the better They have some great lines and some great mannerisms Together um, everyone, even the scene where they go into Red's bar and they have to check for the fake $20 bills, there are a few people that just have a few lines, just, just a few looks, there's an old man at the counter of the bar, and Groen just looks at him, he's, you know, have you seen any suspicious characters, and the guy just says no, and he's like, do you live around here, yes, and, and that's it, that's the scene, that guy's memorable, <laughs> he has two words in the whole film, um, Wendy Phillips plays his wife, or um uh excuse me, De Niro's ex-wife. Uh she has a nice moment. the young lady that plays his daughter, she gets a very nice scene. Uh Philip Baker Hall, the character actor from Seinfeld and Boogie Nights He's in it. Everybody, um Jack Cahoe, uh character actor, he's passed away. He never got to do anything funny, but he has uh, he I always remember him as a guy that's gonna go get some donuts. <laughs> Um, But anyway There's just so many great things About the movie I'm going to wrap it up Because I I told you I could ramble on about this For an hour Last thing I'm going to say And I'm going to kind of End it on a On a negative note But I I have to get this Off my chest This film was directed By Martin Brest Martin Brest directed Beverly Hills Cop The first one In many people's opinion The only good one He directed Beverly Hills Cop A huge hit One of the biggest hits Of the 80's He followed it up With Midnight Run A solid hit Very critically acclaimed he followed that up with Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. A problematic film, but it did make a lot of money and got Pacino an Oscar. Then he did Meet Joe Black uh, with Brad Pitt. And, okay, a stumble, a stumble, fine. I'm not going to defend Meet Joe Black. After that, he did the film Geely with Brad, almost said Brad Pitt. Oh, no. My apologies, Mr. Pitt. <laughs> with with <laughs> with Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, Blacked. Ben Affleck, Batman, and <laughs> J Lo. And Gelee is a terrible film, not gonna get into it. But anyway, Martin Brest, the same man who directed Midnight Run, directed Geely, And that's just stunning. But what is really tragic about Brest's career is he just disappeared after that. I mean, he does two classic films, one decent film. But two classics, one definitely, he directs this, alright, and one huge hit in the 80s, Beverly Hills Cop, and now he's just, I don't know what happened to him. If someone out there knows, please let us know. Maybe he's doing great, maybe he's on an island somewhere with his Beverly Hills Cop money, I don't know. But it's, it's tragic that he doesn't get to you know, work anymore um, because of one, one huge flop. Uh, but that Geely's for a, An entire Different like, Different podcast Which we'll never do Um No But um But that's it Midnight Run I give it a nine If you want to see De Niro In a good comedy Um You know By all means See this Don't don't watch Dirty Grandpa again Or Bad Grandpa Whichever I can't remember You, you know the one I'm talking about Um And don't watch Meet the Parents again. Watch De Niro in this. And if you only know Charles Grodin, rest in peace. If you only know him from the Beethoven films, which are fine for what they are, please watch Midnight Run. And that's it. I'm done. That That is it. Yes.
1: I think next week we're going to do one. We haven't fully decided for Memorial Day. But it's going to be... A Memorial Day theme.
0: Um, Operation Desert Stormy. See it's two Stormy <laughs> Daniels in in one in two Stormy Daniels references in one podcast.
1: But if you have, yeah, I'm
0: not saying anything about that. <laughs> if you have any
1: comments, uh, you can go to our Instagram page or Twitter, um, and I'll I'll link those in the little description. And I think that's it. Until next week.
0: That's, uh, that is it. Um, everyone take care. And remember, uh, Serrano's got the discs. That's the only line I can think of. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>